from Midget Man Studios in Burbank, California. You're listening to the FU Sports Talk Podcast, featuring Mike Flynn and Mike Duran. Email the show at fupodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at fupodcast. We are here on the how the hell is Sam Decker sitting there at 16 in the Celtics don't take him edition of the FU Sports Talk Take 2 podcast. I'm Mike Flynn. Mike Uran. Little technical snafu. Small one. Uh, <laughs> we only got 30 seconds into the show. I, I As I was saying just before we get cut off, I, I'm just going to go expletives in the first 10 minutes. Let Probably cut them out later in the show unless we get really heavy into Dustin Johnson, but <laughs> we're definitely doing nothing that. nothing in this fucking world that pisses me off more than fake media leaks right it's not sitting so, in lines uh okay uh, sitting in line <laughs> <laughs> waiting on waiting Wait. on like two groups on a golf tee i guess that no fake media leaks are the worst because okay. i'm sitting there the third story down on espn.com today is that the celtics offered as many as six picks for Charlotte's number nine. And let me fucking tell you something. Bring there is it. no chance in hell that Charlotte was turning down six picks. It is a fake leak from the Celtics because they offered presumably like two number ones and a number two right. to move up from, from 16 to nine. Yes. There, what scenario exists where Michael Jordan would be taking the 50 or the 16 for nine swap and five second rounders? It yes. wouldn't even have to be any first rounders. Right. There's no way he's saying no to six picks. First of all, it's Michael Jordan, and he's not the world's greatest. It doesn't GM. matter. They were targeting Frank Kaminsky. That I That's don't get. That's the guy that they had to take instead of six draft picks. That I don't that get. That's complete bullshit. If they took Winslow, I understand. Exactly. Exactly. Because that is the. Okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and it's like six picks in. I'm like, all right, Winslow's falling. Winslow's, Winslow's still falling. There. He's still. He's there at eight. Yeah, he's there at nine, and I'm yeah. like, all right, the call is going to come in because there's no way the Celtics are not trading for this pick. All right, because Winslow to me, the one guy that they didn't comp on the on the coverage to me, he's Paul George. That's probably mm. his closest mm. NBA comp. He's a six six guy that can defend and score. Sure, sure. I yes, he okay, may not can, be Paul George, right. but I'm saying like a guy you would project as good as potentially Paul George. Potentially Paul George, right? Nobody projected Paul George to get 26 a game for no. for the next 10 years. I don't years. think Winslow's a 26 a game guy, but he's going to get 22, yep. five and five. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I happening. think. Yeah, especially so, in the right team. The media league crap about the Celtics really tried their hardest. You know what? If you got the whole problem with having well, all the draft picks is you can't use all the draft picks. You have to trade them for assets. Right. Oh no, I think the fact Especially that Especially if you're going to have a coach that can make the playoffs every year in the 8th seed and all your picks are going to be in the 10s. I love your optimism. Well, whatever. No, but it the is. The coach, could, they have a great coach. I like the optimism. The Brooklyn picks could be bad. Sure. Right? They they could be in the lottery and probably will be at some point. Then again, the East is terrible. Terrible, and you could make the fourth slot on any given year. So I don't understand. They, if they didn't offer three number ones, you offer one of the Brooklyn picks, one of your own, and this year's 15 for the nine. And it, it has to get done. The, the number ones I understand, but here's the problem with offering just picks in today's NBA and today's college game. You have zero... I. You're evaluating talent 
to project more often than you ever had had to in the history of the NBA as general managers. It's almost impossible to take to trade players for picks or to trade down to get more picks unless you're expecting another four years of rebuilding. I don't think there aren't more unless you're Philly or you know a. a Milwaukee a few years ago or right. Minnesota a couple of years it. ago, you're not trading away your top 10 pick to trade down to get more picks in the future. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good deal. I get it. It's you too got a hard guy is what I'm saying. Love. Right. Frank Kaminsky's no, the guy Frank that he loves. Frank Kaminsky is that guy? I know. There's no way. I, There's just no he way. He could very well easily turn out to be the next Tyler Hansbro. The sixth or seventh guy on a team for five years, and then five years later, he's the Look, eighth and ninth guy on a team. He could have a 17 and 8 like six, Season. seven year run yeah. in the NBA best. Yes. That's fine. Yes. He's a senior. He's 23. And, but at, at least, you know what you're getting with that guy. You what? don't Who's know he what... ever played against that. You know what you're getting. Well, he only went to the finals. They lost the national championship game to the guy that you didn't draft. You didn't draft. Like, I don't, I don't what? get the not taking Winslow in that spot. I, I love this conspiracy theory. I'm all for it. By What's the way. a conspiracy theory? Well, you're saying that it's a, it's a legit, it's a, it's a forced leak. It is. I think they part. didn't offer enough. They realized they look like total fools because they were completely unprepared. They took a guy that was ranked 30th on everybody's list at 16. I know. I and dude, they, I watched Louisville. Point guard. The, they have they five have, point guards have, on the roster. I just have no idea what you know they were what you doing. You don't want to do. You don't want to do what Denver did and take a good point guard and then oh wait a minute, I got this other established point guard that now nobody's going to make me a good offer for. You trade Lawson before the draft. Yes. Yes. Are you kidding I, me? I was so it, this is my whole take on that part, that exact reason is that why was there no movement in these teams? Why was Philly settling on Okafor when they already have Noel and Embiid? I don't know why Philly took him. I, I have to imagine they think it's because Embiid's foot is never it's going not to gonna happen. Because I think Okafor and Noel can play together, but Embiid doesn't fit into that at all. He he fits. He's to me. He's the Noel replacement. If if you have you have to sure. you have to trade one of those guys. Yeah, once they both get on the floor. Yeah, exactly. But then you're in the same situation where everybody knows that you have to. You trade need one to of them. unload. They're not going to give you anything for it. And you know you, you're trading future picks again to to Charlotte. And Charlotte's like, well, why why do I want your future picks if you're trying to improve your team in two years? You're going to. Be, you're already the eighth seed. In two years, you're maybe going to be the four or five. Why do I want more picks in the twenties? Yeah, I guess. I I just think it was a real and and the but that's biggest, why the Brooklyn picks are interesting because Brooklyn is. isn't going to get better. They well, no, they had their shot. Now they're obviously rebuilding yeah. again. Um, I do believe the lack of movement is in part because it's just so damn impossible to evaluate talent because the talent's so young nowadays. And part two is. This stupid freaking salary cap number that's going up twenty million yeah. in two seasons. Everybody's just waiting to see what's going to it's happen true. with that. They should have just said, "Screw it, we've all signed right. off on it. We're raising it before the draft. The, Let's see what happens." The problem with that is, and I like that it's happening. But if you're Kevin Love and Aldridge, and you have to sign this, this year, off season, you sign a one year like LeBron did with yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, but both of them have injury history now. Right, like right. that's a tough thing to do. It's true. Like, if I'm both of them, I take the twenty one and. And just move. And and Aldridge it's played not through the actually, injury. If you, if, you, if you go to a new team, it's like eighteen. Is that is that all it it's is? Something like eighteen. But anyway, yeah. I think the Lakers and the Celtics had the same thought in the draft hmm. because I'm watching the Lakers take what's the kid's name from Ohio Russell. State, D'Angelo Russell. Russell. I'm watching them take Russell, and I'm like, 
You're passing up kind of a sure thing in Okafor. In Okafor, you know you're going to get a sure thing. He's twenty and eight guaranteed, and if he guaranteed. ever if he ever gets a little uh, hustle and defense in him, he's twenty ten and two. Yeah, yeah. So by taking him, I think they're saying we're definitely going to be able to sign Aldridge or Love, right? Yes. Because if you think I think that's where they were going, you're not going to sign one of the two of them. You have to take him. So I guess the Celtics were doing the same thing by taking a point guard. Because they have zero forwards that can score. Zero. <laughs> you have to draft a forward. You have to draft a forward. And so that leads me to the Sam Decker question. Uh, is it just too much white in Boston? Yes, meaning, No, meaning they, they feel like they got an inside track on Love, maybe a top three destination for Kevin Love. I think it's a top three destination. I mean, it's Lakers and Celtics. Where else is it going to be? No, no, I, I, I'm with you well, on that. Staying in Cleveland. Uh, with a, Staying in Cleveland, Lakers, Celtics. Uh, go to the Knicks. What are you going to go there for? By the way, did you watch it live or did you just catch the, the recap? I, no, I was game casting. I, I, I was watching it. So you did it. not see the Knicks fans reaction? Not till the No, not till I got home. Red Six, Porkins from Star Wars. That you didn't see that? <laughs> I love like, it. It love was... It. Red Five standing by. I've seen brutal reactions at like the Jets draft or whatever. They take like a tackle and the fans go crazy. Is that Red Five? Is that Luke? Red Five? Red Five is Luke. Right. Red Six is, is the heavy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Porkins. Uh, the Knicks fans. Put oh come the on! I gotta, st- no, no, I gotta stop. Please hold that. I, I, shame. I, I know that we're doing this later on in the year, but come on. All right, Porkins. So, <laughs> how big of a nerd are you? Now, let me let me finish this. Do you get the name from the credits? No, Big oh, says cover me, Porkins. Oh, he does say. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is where I wanted to go with that. Yeah, because all those names. No, I don't know the other one. That's what I'm getting at. They have names now. If you bought the actual action figures, or if you bought all yeah. that stupid Star Wars lore that was going around for 20 years, you know all their stupid names, like all the guards and freaking Jabba's, uh, you know, little castle there. Well, I know some of them from the action figures from when I was a That's kid. That's what I'm getting. I needed to know. I just needed yeah. to know. I was curious. Like, like there's two Klaatus. <laughs> anyway. No, Klaatu? how many? So there's Wedge, So wait a second. Biggs, so that's where they Luke. stole it uh, from, uh, from From Evil Dead? Klaatu? Isn't that one of the words that he has to recite to, to open the book? What year does Evil Dead come out? 87, 88? Well, Return of the Jedi comes out in 83. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. They stole it from, oh, uh, from oh, Star Wars. Oh, Evil Dead stole yes. it. Yes. Okay. Klaatu. Verata. Niktai. Whatever, whatever the last word is. It's Klaatu Verata something. Okay. So I was having an evil dead moment. No, Why no, have no. they not re- resurrected that franchise, they did. by the way? Didn't they just make another one like three years ago? Oh, did they? I think well, they, they did. did Bubba Hotep with them. I don't know. No? Uh, I would have watched it. Anyway. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. I know we're doing it later in the year. I'm starting to get giddy, though. I mean, like, all right, the Lakers thing, he's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, they've no. got nothing else at the moment. No, and... Unless you think Randall... Randall played, what, 10 games last year? Maybe less? A game. I think it was like one f- game? first game of the was season. It? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I liked him in college, but like... How, no. do you, how do you have any idea what he is right now? You you have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I mean, and but I do. I like this kid out of Ohio State. You don't, you don't know if he's going to get better. That's the problem. with He's not Jason Kidd, folks. You know Jason Kidd is a freshman who is going to be an NBA star. You know it. You can see it. All right. Maybe I'm just an idiot, and I'm just trying to think back. Who were the last few top five picks out of the Big Ten that really lit the league on fire? Ooh. Um, 
Because I'm Boy, not a huge uh, fan of the conference nope. and the way they play and how it projects to the NBA. Nope. Um, I'm going down the list. B, uh, Big 12. All right. Um, I so, mean, the SEC, the no, ACC, but, and the Pac-10 project better to the NBA uh, to me than the than the Big 10. Always, always. Um, I honestly, The Big 12 actually projects really well with the NBA. Oh, Conley. Well, he wasn't a top five pick. No, Conley wasn't. He was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, the, the, he's the last one, he on one the I could think of. Team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the last one I could think of. So, I don't know. Maybe there's probably a couple that we're just not thinking of. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. in New York. I don't think he was a top he five. He wasn't a though. top five pick. No. Anyway, right. so I'm not super stoked. I mean, hopefully he's terrible. That's no, I, I hate know. to say. I thought that I wanted to get it. Well, if he gets it, to win it. Anyway, um, <laughs> you should have seen the Knicks fans' reaction. Those Jets fans that go crazy. <laughs> yes. They were put to shame by the sheer horror of the faces on the Knicks fans when they took the foreign guy. So I it mean, was crazy, and they, not only that, Phil Jackson said after the draft, "Yeah, he's a five-year project," oh. and you're sitting there with a 31-year-old Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony that you just resigned you to just max, re-signed. the full max because he was traded to your team, so you were able to give him the full boat. Oh. All right, so they—I mean—they can't trade Carmelo. No. All right. I mean, who's going to take him is the thing, right? Right. Because he's only going to want to go to a contender. Sure. Nobody can afford it. Right, you're not you're not just sending him off to Phoenix, is what you're saying. Lakers don't want him, right? No, they, they have no have need Randall. for him. No need for him. I I don't know where he would fit. I mean, he's not going to go to Portland because they're going to have a need shortly. He'd have to take. Oh, yeah. You're By right. the way, my my theory is that Aldridge is well, the one going to the Lakers, not Love. Okay, no, here, uh, not the Spurs for Aldridge. No, I don't think so. I tell you what, you do. I think DeAndre. He just up for lived a in a third world soon. city, a third world American third world city. Yeah, he's gonna go to L.A. Okay, he's gonna be a huge star for L.A. He would be. He yeah. would be. No, the guy's got a whole bunch of game. Yeah, I, I think he's only twenty eight or something like that too. Do you not re-sign DeAndre Jordan and or tr- sign and trade him for Carmelo? No, because you get Blake playing the four. Yeah, and Carmelo plays the three with Chris Paul. Uh, Blake can get you twelve rebounds a game. Uh, Blake's a better player wait, wait, if he only this has is to get the guy twenty. That Charles is constantly saying you got to at you least rebound more. two rebounds I'm, a quarter. I'm with you on that. And if you bring in Carmelo, Blake can because he doesn't have to have the ball so much to score twenty three. Well, you're 24 also telling me they'd have to give up something to get him. What yeah, do they they'd have? have to give up DeAndre. They've got nothing. No, they got DeAndre. Oh, you and, sign and trade him. Yeah, exactly. Saying. He's 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 the one piece. I'm just trying to think of contenders that could use him, and the Clippers definitely could need. They need him. They need somebody to be the go-to forward uh, or or wingman down the fourth quarter. I don't stretch. think they would do it only because it would take away their entire defensive system. It and would. a defensive guy. It would. It absolutely would. And and bl- believe me, I think DeAndre is one of the most uh, important fives in the in the league. You know, or uh, big men in the league. Yeah, except where he, he is. He's, he's taken out in the last four and minutes of playoff again. Game. So so he's not even playing in the time when you actually do need Carmelo on the floor. Yeah, it's the only team that made sense. I was thinking about it a little today, eh. as far as a contender. But, I mean, Phil, it's his undoing for signing Carmelo. He could have easily, just because it's the Knicks and because it's Phil set, and, yes, hiring Derek George takes a lot away from your team. Not so, Devon George, Derek sorry, Fisher. Sorry, Derek Fisher, not Devin George. <laughs> Derek Fisher takes a lot away from you your remember team. remember how Devin George spelled his name? No, no. It's, it's like it? D-E-V-E-A-N. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. One of the weirdest I think Devine is better. Devion. Devion. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, 
All right. So, but I think he, it's his undoing for signing. You had to have been able to build that team quicker without Carmelo and just using that money to say, okay, we're two years away from, from the free agent market, but still in that two years, we're the Knicks. I'm Phil Jackson. I'm going to put together something. And if they tank, if the balls roll funny for everybody, they had the two spot, they get the two, you let Carmelo go and you get, uh, you get Russell or you get, uh, Okafor. Can I tell you how much I appreciate the balls roll funny for everybody sometimes line there? Thank that was, you. That was excellent. Love it. Very good. That's an Oscar-winning line right there. It is there. an Oscar-winning line. Uh, Color of money for the Oscars. Scorsese did not win the Oscar. Anyway, did not. Should have. I don't want to. I don't want to get to the golf quite yet. How cool. much of the no hitter did you watch the other day? Oh, the uh, no hitter in yeah, quotation man. marks. No, I, I turned it on in the fourth or fifth inning. Tabata. You should be banned for life from baseball. That was the single worst thing. I mean, okay, it wasn't as bad as Jim Joyce calling the guy safe on the, Ar- the, the Armando Galarraga. The, the Andre Galarraga perfect game. Andres Galarraga. I had to look up Armando. All, Armando I could, all I could think of was Andres. Did you look it up after did, the game? Had, it was the same thing. I had to. I couldn't think of it. I, all I could think of is Andres for crying out loud. Was that the worst feeling no hitter you've ever seen? Oh, it's not even close. It was the crowd went kind of nuts and the players went nuts, but you could tell that it was just a little subdued. Dude. Dude, I was expecting the ump to wave his arms, walk out in front of the plate, and give the strike sign. Waiting for it. That was a strike. Sorry, son. I don't Stay think it was a box. strike. It wasn't a strike. It wasn't. Well, if you, if you called it a strike, he'd it was strike to, three, but he by still the way. exactly. He still walks out in front of the box and says, "No, that we are playing on." The ump could have been the savior. And by the way, situational things is something that the umps need to also be aware of. Wait a second. Do the, do the listeners know what happened? I don't know if... Oh, I, gosh. I would really? hope everybody happened. So the, the quick story is that Scherzer has a perfect game through 26 guys. Two, it was a two-ball, two-strike count. There was an inside fastball to Jose Tabata. Who shook off the catcher three times. Catcher three and by the times. way, it should have been a fastball low and away just out of the strike zone. Yeah. Everybody knew it. Oh, no. I would have gone high again. Oh, you really? always get the guy swinging high that late. No, I think I think especially Lowell, if you've already done it. He already did it in the count one time. He did, he did, and I think that's why he wanted to throw the freaking hook on him. He did, but so Tabata doesn't get he out of the way. A, I'm trying to think who the there's a guy I'm thinking of that's played in the past that was famous for like looking the ball into the catcher's mitt and like like going down with the ball when it was low. I can't remember who it was. It was all of them. Uh, There's a lot of guys that do it. But anyway, so he, he basically throws his elbow straight down straight into the ball. Straight down. There's no backwards? No, no or, effort or to get le- out of the way. Or leaning away movement no, whatsoever. No, lean straight into it and let it hit him. Rudy Stein style. And <laughs> Rudy will come in with the old lob. <laughs> I was so upset for Scherzer because, and then he goes out tonight and he's, he gets through the first five perfect. I know. In the next game out. I know. It's got to be. I, I haven't seen a stat. I'm sure it'll be on They threw a few up. Uh, Doc. Wow. I love saying that. That's Doc more Gooden. than 14 innings perfect? Went six, uh, 16. He had a no-hitter in 96, which right. I, I yeah, actually the was, was lucky enough to be watching the TV at the time. Um, and he went 16 no-hit innings over that stretch. Wow. Yeah. Well, Vandermeer must have the record. It's got through two consecutive. It's got well. I mean, that's uh, it, it, it's obviously the record with two consecutive. But I'm curious. I know in the late '80s, Steve went back to back one hitters. I'm curious if there was that. a 14 or 15 inning stretch in that run where he might have had could have been, or even in a game after or before uh, the one hitters. Were you aware of the Drysdale stat that they kept throwing out after the Scherzer game? As far as so the, oh, the, the walk th- that the the ump said in uh, the scoreless inning streak, he yeah. hit a guy, and that's the right. ump called him back. He would have 
had the uh, the bases were loaded and he hit a guy. Yes, I was not aware of that. He didn't get out moment. of the way and he told him to get back in the box. I was not, but I texted you the second it no happened idea. that the ump needed to be the savior. The ump needed yeah. to take control. So for anybody that's saying you're an idiot, thing. the umpire is never going to do that. Actually, it's happened. It's happened in like a major event when Drysdale had 40 plus innings scoreless. <sighs> the ump's got to be aware of what's going on. They Has really do. Has to be. Has to be. And well, you, he knows it's a perfect game. And, and you don't gift the pitcher anything, but you have to be on the pitcher's side of, I will now look at what the batters are doing with a little more critical eye than I normally would be in your situation. You, you know my have favorite to do thing that. about a big no-hitter or a perfect game going on is mm. how fast the pitcher works. Dude, Did you notice how fast he, he was ran to home ninth? plate to get the ball to run back to the mound to throw it again? You feel like watching that is like what baseball was in the 50s. Like guys would just work that fast. Yes. That's just how... So when you see it Take nowadays, two steps, it's like, this is ball. weird. He's working really fast. No, this is how they should always work. You want to know what it reminded me of? And it, like one inning into watching, just the way he was working was Halliday in the playoffs. Oh, that's a great call. That's the last time I remember it. The way he worked, the way he received the ball from the yeah. catcher, got up there and threw Took it again. one step off the rubber, like after the pitch. <laughs> right back on another pitch. Let's do it again. I was, I was, I was enthralled by that, man. I really felt like something was taken away from it was, me. I really did. It was such a... I mean, there's a few no-hitters every year. Yes. And there have been a few perfect games in the last 15 years. Sure. There's probably been nine or something like that. I, maybe nine's not a lot. Nine, maybe yeah. six or seven. Yeah, four or five, certainly. But there's only been something like 23 all time. Yes. There was like a 20-year period between Browning and the guy before him. Really? Yeah, Browning in 87. There hadn't. I don't think... That was the first one since like Koufax. Since Koufax, maybe. Yeah. That's a good call. It didn't anyway. like uh, one of those Angels pitchers get a, a, a perfect game or something. Not like a perfect. What no, did Witt a, throw a Bobby perfect Witt game? Might have thrown a, no, Mike it? Witt. Mike Witt. There you go. Wasn't Bobby Witt? Was it a perfect game? I thought he just threw a no hitter. Maybe I'm not was sure. It. Rags was Rags the Rags a, a no just a no hitter against the Sox. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. I honestly can't re- recall any any perfect games in that era. Now that you say that, yeah, good call on the Browning one too. I, you know, why I remember the Browning one. It was always the the hammer on the This Week in Baseball. Oh, intro. Look at it you. was the last thing they showed is the Browning raising, raising his arms after the perfect game. Twib notes straight from Mike Uran yeah. this week, folks. We're going to throw the podcast to Warner Fusel right now for the next, <laughs> oh, the next five please. minutes until Mel get old. Warner Fuse. What about, who is it, Mel Allen that did yeah, it too? Yeah, Mel Allen. How about that? But when he got older, he couldn't he do the whole show. Warner yeah, he threw it to Warner Fusel for Twib notes and everything else. Love, yeah, double duty. They do it with Vin Scully nowadays. Why not? Yeah. Do you know anything about Connor McDavid? Aside from the fact that he just went number one. I mean, uh, uh, no. No, I, I know he's the next one. I know. Okay, so. let me ask you a question. Go ahead. How many next, like, guys that have literally been considered the next one have come along in our lifetime? In it's hockey? three. It's four. Counting Lemieux? Yeah. Lemieux, Lindros, Crosby. I think Gretzky. Well, I mean, Gre- yeah, Gretzky's before. Those are the a little four. Before our time, but There's only it. been four guys, no, and the it. media was right about all of them. Yes, all and of them were exceptional players. they're saying this is the guy. Yeah, so I'm right. excited. It, you're, so you're right. In because hockey, they, they, I've never remembered one that they were wrong about. Like no, this should well, be the well, Lindros. But there were guys only of injuries. Right, there were guys. Alexi Yashin. He was not on that level. He wasn't not in the Lindros Crosby level. I don't think he was. No, no. There were there were guys out there. Yes, uh, but no, nobody. I think you're right. McKinnon Every, was almost there, but every, not at this level. Not at this where level. Everybody's saying, "Oh my God, yes. watch out!" Yes. So you're saying that uh, I got to go get this guy's rookie card or something? I don't know. I, I just know he got drafted number one. I'm interested to see it. Like, I, I would not normally be looking at a hockey story in late June unless there were this kind of this is the guy type of stories out there. So just keep an eye. 
They say the other kid, Eichel, ain't bad either. Yeah, he's supposed to be very good. He's BU guy. Yeah, I, and I got to see some of them play in the... Uh, yeah, I watched Frozen 4. The too. Frozen 4. He was impressive. Yeah. He wasn't freaking Sidney Crosby or Eric Lindros to no. me, but he was very impressive. More like Joey Thornton or something. Joey Thornton. Did you see the Bruins traded Lucic to the Kings today? What? Yeah, for a pick. For a pick? For a pick. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I know he's disgruntled. I know. I know he's disgruntled and everything. He came in with Krejci, right? Same draft. Uh, It's like, oh, five. Yeah. Son of a gun. I know. Yeah, it's a full rebuild, isn't it? It's like a full I mean, you got Tuca, so you always have a chance. stupid thing is... You always have a chance. Someone tweeted today, and they were totally right. If Belichick was the GM of the Bruins, Charo would have been gone a year and a half ago. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean... They've hung on to him way too long, and now he's in the aged, pronger, injured half the season type of... It's such a great... Where did you hear that? That's such I a know, great Someone tweeted call. it. I don't oh, know. I, yeah, I, I wish I wrote down who said it. Great tweet, my friend. Yes, that that's the biggest problem the Bruins are facing right now. Yeah. All right. Tim Thomas gave him a, a, a gift by not playing anymore and letting them play Toka and get him some, t- some time in net. Brought him to another Stanley Cup. Yeah. I think he's still got the goods. Tuga's fine. Yeah. I have no problem with Rask. <clears throat> but everybody else is All right. older and done. How, how do you want to cover this U.S. Open? Because we'll do that, and then we'll get to the... Sure. The, the, clearly, there's plenty of TV. In there. <laughs> well, is there plenty Not of Not that TV? any of the use... Oh, I mean, technically, I, I wrote Ted it all down. Okay, what's what's going on with Ted 2? Funny. It's funny. It's actually funny. Did you expect it to not be funny? I expected it to not be as funny as the first one. I thought it was as funny as the first one. How's the movie? Is it a... War- bless you. Is it a workable uh, movie? You're just there for What's the jokes. What's the plot of Ted jokes 1? And jokes and jokes and yeah, jokes. The Ted 1 is, we're going to shoot a movie with a teddy bear and watch people act act with it. That's, okay, that's well, the, the whole the second movie is exactly the draw same thing. of the first movie. Yeah. Yes. That's it. There's nothing you'll, you'll else going on. You'll laugh at it. I know you hate Mark Wahlberg. I and do he hate acts Mark Wahlberg. a little too much for you in this movie. Oh, just a, just, oh, don't just a little him too to much. do anything. So I've seen the billboards, and they, he's got stupid hair in the yeah, billboards. Yeah, it's weird. Do they have weird the stupid hair in the movie, too? Yeah. Just let him be Mark Wahlberg. He is Mark Wahlberg. Okay. But you don't like Mark Wahlberg. I can't That's stand. No, I like him in Ted. I think he's he's fine. fine in Ted. He's fine okay, in Ted. Well, he's fine in Ted, Just too. don't ask him to do anything is all I'm saying. He's fine in Ted, That's too. why he's great in The Departed. They didn't ask him to do anything. Yeah. They said, sit there and be creepy, and I will direct every movement of your body. You do what yep. I say, and you'll come off better than you've ever looked. And he did. Because he was working with Scorsese, who knew how to use the guy. And Leo. <laughs> and that guy, too. And the other guy you don't like, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt. You're like the only American that doesn't like Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I saw, there was a second trailer I saw. Did you see the trailer for The Martian? Oh, it's Matt Damon. No, okay. of course I didn't watch it. <laughs> the last the trailer was terrible. The fact that I know it's Matt Damon. The new trailer that I saw in front of Ted was really good. All right. It looked really good. All right. I really don't care about that movie. And you know it's going to be really good? If you put Daniel Day-Lewis in it, I would be pissed, but I would be first in line. I cannot remember a trailer I saw in the theater that I knew nothing about going into oh, that made me want to watch a movie. That's a good one. What do you got? Man from Uncle. Looks really good. Well, I mean, it's what's his name? It's Guy Ritchie. It's Guy Ritchie. It looks really good. I knew nothing about... The th- I didn't even know what was happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It I mean, looks really good. My biggest problem were the two... I mean, Army Hammer is fine, and I haven't and Superman. seen Superman and good in anything. He looks good in the trailer. Good! I'm glad! I want Bring him again, to be you good. You can cut a good trailer out of... Well, we're right. What if dog shit? You can if totally it's a Guy Ritchie a, movie, yeah. you can cut a good trailer out of it. That's one thing That's he will guarantee you will have. I, I'm interested. Okay. 
I'm interested. Oh, is it a so is it taking place the same time that the, the TV show took place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so it's not updated or anything. No. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, anyway. All right. Cool. I'm in. Let's start with the coverage of the U.S. Open. Because oh. you were texting me. I got some thoughts. Oh. Well, you go ahead and start. They're rookies, I, man. They are clearly rookies. That's what Francesa said. Did you steal? Did you steal no, like I'm line. watching Francesa. Um, so all I'm saying is if a guy is finishing up nine holes, whether it's his front or his back, when he walks off nine, you damn well tell me the score and the place that he's in because I am not staring at the TV watching for his score every hole. I need the commentators to do their effing jobs and tell me what is going on on the course. You don't cut to a guy, watch him finish a hole, and not tell me what he scored on the hole or where he stands in the tournament and go to another golfer. I'm sorry, it's just terrible. That and, by the way, what you get from what these guys don't do to either... Okay, I understand it's Chambers Bay. Nobody's ever played there. Nobody's ever been there. Yeah. I get that. Big. That was actually, I found, a big problem for them. Had they been playing at a court at Pebble Beach and the public was more familiar with it, it might have gone a little differently, but I don't know. Those guys that do every other coverage, man, I am sorry. When they are reading a putt for you, you can trust the reads because they will tell you, I was on this green... At right. six in the morning, yeah. Vern. I rolled a few, I rolled balls, a out few there, balls out there. Yeah. I saw the, that it says oh, that. I rolled a few balls. Man, out there and he is right more, way yeah, more often than not. They are so good at cluing you in as to what the golfer is looking at, what he's dealing with, and also where he stands, what he's been doing, what's bringing us into this moment. And I got absolutely none of that every day. Of, it never got better for me. By Saturday and Sunday, no sound whatsoever. I'll start my... I'm my sorry. Whole, I turned it on sound on Sunday when it got good. My review of the coverage, I'll ask you a couple questions and then I'll roll into it this way. So, Thoughts on Joe Buck? Oh, he's obviously not not trained to do golf. I mean, not his demeanor terrible. is his demeanor is fine. He doesn't know golf. He's he doesn't know what Nance light demeanor wise. Without the he information, he doesn't have the information handy the way that Nance would. I mean, Nance could tell you who won the ninety five Hartford Open, like off the top of his head. But and Joe Buck is a fine host. Fine, I'm fine with it. At uh, the golf. Norman, I was largely okay with. I didn't think he was great. I didn't. I think he may wind up being good. After a couple years. Just get him with somebody other than Joe Buck. What is Joe Buck ah. going to do to help out? Troy Aikman's very good without J Joe Buck being there. Troy Aikman just knows how to do his job. Greg Norman's still learning how to do all this. Here's my problem with the way networks brand things these days. This is kind of a little bit of a tangent. But cool. why does the network have to have one face? Yeah. Like, why yeah. does Bob Costas have to be like a, an essayist on the halftime show of, of Sunday Night Football? Like, he's, yeah. he's the face of the network, but he doesn't have to be on he's every show. He's the NBC show. guy. Yeah, I know. Right? Nance doesn't have to do the Final Four and the Masters in the same week. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I, Nance is great doing the Masters. I have no problem with him. Yes. Why is he doing the Final Four? It makes I know. no well, sense. You want Billy Packer out there? No, well, he's not Packer's doing it. Yeah, he's not doing play it by play. Billy Packer. Exactly. I just don't get why the networks have to have one face like that. Buck is doing baseball and football. He has to do the he golf, too? He had to do the golf just because he's the Fox guy. I was fine with him. Guy. Just in theory, why, why can't you just hire a guy to be the play-by-play -play You have guy? your own sports network. You haven't been grooming some a golf right. guy to be able to do this when you get a freaking golf yeah. contract. It made no sense to me. All right. I yeah. thought Pavin was very good as an on-course guy telling you what to do. And he, he, react, he interacted with the, the hosts and everything very well, I thought. But if, I watched if all of the coverage. If something negative was happening, Pavin was all over it. 
If yeah. something negative was about to happen, Norman couldn't wait to tell you that something negative was about to happen That's because true. it happened to him previously, and he would tell you that too. Here's my biggest. It's not problem. great that Norman admits to every loss that he ever had. I get it. We get it, Greg. And you were a great golf. Those are the only two things he said the entire freaking weekend. Kurt Menefee, <laughs> I need to talk to you about right. because the, I have the, never. He's done, the throw-to guy. I have never done a 180 on a guy this much in <laughs> one week because he's on the coverage on. So what they do is when they when they need a break, mm-hmm. they throw it to him to recap the last hour or whatever. This is what's happened in the last hour. Yes, and he says things like, "And here's Tiger. He gets a par there. <laughs> and here's Jordan Spieth. He gets <laughs> bogey." <laughs> And I'm like, he doesn't even have the lingo. You don't get, get a bogey in golf. Bo- you, make you make bogey, bogey. or you make a bogey. Yeah. He doesn't even have that. Yeah. What is he doing <laughs> on the car? He doesn't play. You don't even need to play golf, but you need to understand the language. Yes. Well, you're basically saying that they got two football guys doing golf, and yeah. it made no sense to for either one to be out there. No freaking sense. <laughs> But then he turned me around on Sunday. Why? What what happened on Sunday? What did I miss with Kurt Menefee on Sunday? Did you see the essay he did on Tiger? No. Okay. He does an essay on Tiger, and in the essay he says, I'm paraphrasing, I'm trying to remember exactly the way he said it, but he said even when Tiger was popular in 01, 02, he wasn't as beloved as some might have you believe. Beloved? No one has ever said that on TV. He was never as universally loved as people would have you believe. No one in the golf world has ever said that on television. Nobody, including Randall right Chambly, who criticizes Tiger all the Does. time now. But he never says that. And that is 100% accurate. So I turned around a little bit on Menifee on Sunday for saying that. There's on TV. only one golfer in the tournament that could get you to turn around on Kurt Menifee. <laughs> and it true. was Tiger. He said the right thing about the right guy at the right time. It's accurate. It's 100% accurate. He's never given an informational interview about anything. No, he's never been beloved. He's never been beloved by, by, I mean, by, okay. He's been more respected than anybody ever. Sure. But he's never been beloved. And is that just Kurt Menefee getting up on a soapbox saying, okay, I'm going to use this term to make my entire state, this one word to make my entire statement? I don't know if he realized the gravity of himself saying it because he doesn't follow golf, clearly. (laughs) clearly. So I think it was like just something that, he felt, oh, I'm okay to say this, even though no one's ever said it on TV. It was wild. I did notice, and I thought this too after watching two holes on Thursday. And it, I, I did hear some people talk about it on the, the, the broadcast as well. It's, it's all in his head, man. It is. It's, it's, I tweeted it. He's, he's shooting 65 at home. Yes, he There's is. There's no way just shooting, playing around Isleworth at home, he's shooting six, anything other than uh, 65. Uh, 65. It is. I, we have not seen a GOAT do this in our entire lifetime. No, I agree. There's never been a fall from grace like this. But, and just to wrap the coverage around what you're saying with the Tiger thing, I watched all 80 shots that he hit on Thursday. Right on. That's a huge problem. Because they covered four groups and that's, on Thursday and, and they Friday. showed all of Tiger's they 80 showed, shots. But it wasn't just Tiger. I shot all 69 of Jordan Spieth's shots. Right. The other networks don't do that. You, no. you flip around no. on the opening two days. Yes. You see more than just the, the four groups that people care about. You see other guys. 
I, I couldn't believe that I had to watch all 80 of his shots. I couldn't believe Norman didn't get an interview with Jason Day after he got a little woozy here on the uh, 18th hole on Friday. You know? Well, he said, oh, and Greg's going down. He's right. leaving the booth. He's going down to talk to yeah. Jason. And we never got it. No. I guess he just talked the to The powerful great yeah. Greg Norman. We never, he never got the interview that he's in the telecast to get the Australian guy who just got woozy and still in the tournament interview when he's done playing. We Beating never got the it. tournament. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know I'm skeptical about things. Please. And, and it's especially like, you know, Tiger things. limping around and winning a tournament, everybody or whatever. Like a walk in the park. So I saw Jake Day collapse and I was like, oh, like come kiss on. in the dark. Go ahead. What's the is it I think it's a comedy central thing? Like, oh, come on. Like, I said it when he was sitting <laughs> yeah. there. Come I'm looking on. in his eyes on Sunday, man. That dude was not there. No. Like that was that was pretty crazy that he even finished. I couldn't. You ever been he dizzy was hitting for more than five minutes. He was hitting the ball so well, I felt like he was playing it up. Uh, but you, but looking at the guy, but you that's knew what something I'm was saying. wrong. Like yes. he, he played so well on Saturday, I couldn't believe that he was that that out of sorts. Yes, yes, I'm I'm with you, and I don't. And we've never heard that he's the kind of guy to play anything up like no, that. No, uh, no, but I'm just in general skeptical. Yes. That's all, nothing against him. That's all I'm saying. I, I you love the guy. He's yeah, I like listen before every tournament, yeah. major tournament for the last three years. There's two names that didn't get mentioned last week before the U.S. Open. You Ryan, did not Ryan mention Moore. Jason Day. Well, no, you did. You did had to say because you had to throw him out. He's your guy. Yeah, I guess. But you did not bring up Jason Day. Well, we we threw it out there, but you did not say he's a contender. And I've I said for the last three years before every major, Dustin Johnson's the best player under yep. 30 not to win a major. I Very didn't true. say his name once for one reason. I really felt that this course, number one, that wasn't going to have the rough to where his strength was going to allow him to uh, separate from the pack. He hit like 25 straight fairways, and at one that point. was ridiculous he went rory on us on the drives and it was it was, it was the best oof. thing to watch all week by the yeah. way yeah um He's but, hitting them 360 dead straight every i'm sorry time. this looking at this course talking to you listening about the greens leading into thursday yeah you knew the short game was going to be the undoing for this guy and i didn't even mention him once on the show before the u.s open for that reason and he defied the odds for three and three quarter days I'm going to get back to him in a second. Oh, please. Because I said on the show the day I got back from Chambers Bay that the reason the pros are going to destroy this golf course is because they can't get the greens fast enough. Oh, you did. To play at the U.S. Open speeds. The greens are going to run at like 910 in the stint meter. Meaning you Except can't. the fucking USGA decided, oh, wait, no, we have to. We have to tear And they these ruined the up. tournament as a result. Yes. Yes. That's 100%. I don't remember that many eight-footers <clears throat> ever missed. Ever. Oh. In oh, watching a big time golf tournament, and no. it was completely the USGA's fault. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that, and it's it was it, pathetic. It's not that they made him roll to US Open uh, regulations or, or no, you they know. did. They they rolled him at US yeah, Open speeds, but that but they grass did it. They, doesn't that's do it. Just it. They did it at the the. The, you know, they, they sacrifice they put 30, pure golf to, to make it happen rather than allow pure golf to say, okay, you know what? D grow the, Play it at a different place. If that's the course you're given, you take what is given. They put 34-inch pants on a guy with a 38 waist. I yeah. mean, they really, they tried to fit something into something that just And we've all fit. tried to go to a dance in the in the pants that don't fit yeah. you just to look good. We've all tried. It doesn't work. It's not happening. I'm sorry. The second you get on the floor, your night is over. Yeah. And that's what happened. The second you get to the green, you're gonna be you adjusting realize... Your every five minutes <laughs> every, in those pants. Every it's just, five, you gotta tie a work. string yeah, around the really, damn thing. Yeah. So they get to the green.
brain and realize that, oh, my entire game, the whole thing that could get me to win this tournament is nullified right now because of what I have to deal with. And that's not leveling the playing field, people. No. It's not. It's allowing 350-yard no. Dustin Johnson to contend all weekend. I would say the guy that played the best didn't win as a result because Johnson absolutely oh, played, played the, the best, best by, yes. and by, by far and away. Yes. Yes, he did. He hit, and again, he's hitting from 150 where everybody's hitting 190, but, but he put so many shots close. He's not a great putter. I'm not saying he's a great putter, <laughs> in that, but if the greens weren't terrible, he would have made more of those putts. I'm 100% convinced of that. So he gets to the first putt on 18. Okay, you're going to skip straight there. I am, man. And he Why? Can't we go through the last four holes? Oh, really? That was insanity. First of all, that the, was the South African guy, Grace, that, <laughs> he hit that ball so far. He was going to win the tournament standing yeah. on the 16th tee, or at least be in a playoff. He hit that ball so far out of... That ball was 60 yards 60 offline yards. from where he was aiming. It was. It was. And, and I think it was Norman was saying... I, I, I've never seen, not at this course, I've never seen hit a ball that far offline in my no. life in this kind of situation. No, it, it was, I felt so bad for him. He just he, cooked right through it, it seemed like. Yeah, he we just, just opened his body up. Yeah. I, that's what I do. When I miss it right, I do the same thing and just blow it straight right. Anyway, so then he's out of it. And Spieth is standing there with a two-shot lead on the 16th tee. No, on the uh, 17th Because he birdied 16 to get the two-shot lead. And then he hits it 15 yards right with an iron. I 15 yards, 30 yards 30 right 30 yards an iron. right, and by far his worst shot of the weekend. And Fox doesn't show the lie. It looked good. You never saw, no, you never saw it. They never showed the golf ball in the ground in the most important Not shot that was going it, to be no. hit in the tournament. But you could see it from the shot they had. And I'm like, okay, the, the lie isn't terrible. You need a fucking close-up of what that <laughs> yes, ball looks do. like. Because if he it's doesn't get up open. and down, he's only got a one-shot lead going to the 18th tee. Anyway. With birdie hole, with so guys playing birdie off. holes behind him as right, well. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Johnson could have driven the, the 16th green. Could have driven 60. He hit three wood, I think, to the, the front to of the, the green. Front. Yeah, I think he was on. Was he on or was he in the... Tr yeah, he uh, no, he was in the front trap. It like leaked into the trap, right. and then he uh, he got up and down. So that was another major issue of the, the tournament all weekend long. How you can have two guys hit the same shot two feet yeah. from each other, and one guy's in the trap 30 yards away, and another guy's on the green. It's only 5% too much, but it was too much. <laughs> it was too much. It That's was a just great way a to little it. too much. That's a great way. But again, you said it before the tournament. Where you expect the scores to be, the scores came in exactly where you expected them to be. Yeah. It, it wasn't the way we wanted to see it. No. But it's U.S. Open scores. If the USGA didn't make the greens like that, the winner would have been 14 under. Yeah. Yeah. I think Johnson, yeah. Johnson, if he made putts and the course weren't like that, could have been at like 24 under. I mean, he, he was, was hitting that playing good. so well. He was hitting that good. Uh, anyway, okay, so now where are we? So Speeth is on the 18th tee. Johnson makes par at 17, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I thought the the wood that Speeth hit from that uphill lie in front of the trap to the 18th green was spectacular. It's, it's, it's in line for shot of the year. That lie was like a 25 degree angle <laughs> upslope. Yeah, upslope. He's yep. got a wood in his hand. You hit that fat 100% of the time. So do I. Fat <laughs> all day. Fat Every and right. <laughs> Amazing shot. And then he has a chance at Eagle. And then he had the chance, yeah. And doesn't make it. No, and so, well, I mean, he got the two-putt out of it. He so got after, the two-putt out And after watching that hole, and uh, who was it, Day was putting ahead of Johnson or something like that yeah. on the hole? So Johnson, all right. So Johnson hits eight. I mean, the incredible Hulk couldn't have hit a harder drive on 18. He's standing over it. 
and he takes the club back and I'm like, tap it, tap, tap, tap a roo. And it came off the club and I said, Oh, that ball's got to slow down. <laughs> oh, that and ball's got to slow down. It was a great line. And it was still, a great you have line. no idea. That far out, there could be anything out there. Who has any idea? <laughs> and, Did you like the tracer that they had on a lot of the shots? Because oh, so, I didn't mind it. I, well, on Thursday, I'm like, I can't see the ball. I can't see the ball. I can't see the ball. Yeah, you couldn't see the Once ball. Once I adjusted my eyes to the screen and adjusted everything, I'm like... Okay, and then I, then the tracer comes in. I'm like, it's the freaking glow puck all over again. I have a big problem with it. I, it was hard to see the ball. I don't think they need to do that at a golf course that's not that brown. That, that's green. Yeah, right. they You're don't need absolutely to do that right. There. Yes, I. I, but I for there, I thought it was fine. I was I was not going to say anything negative unless you brought it up. The other thing is they didn't tell you where the yardages were, and they didn't tell you what. Did they tell they didn't you? Always any tell you where they got, what the guy's score was. Like every time a guy is on screen on CBS, you know what his score is because they say Johnson third shot four under whatever. You didn't get that on more than half the shots, dude. The guys for CBS must be sitting yeah, there smoking just cigars, just laughing. <laughs> they, it's the Miami Dolphins undefeated team. They're like, yeah, we're still number one. They ain't what a coming. Great for analogy. <laughs> yeah, no, no they one's are coming, not for coming for us. <laughs> no. So it was, it was, it was, it was, but it was a, actually, it was a very exciting tournament and I love the course except well, for the greens. The course looks Johnson. so effing good. <laughs> I interrupted you. We didn't All get right. to the most important part. Meaning how much Johnson Coke did he do that night? have made Albatross. Yeah. If that ball was six inches right, it would have rolled into the hole. Yeah. Like when it landed, <laughs> man, first of all, I thought he was going to make the putt uh, we all because did. it would have been about the greatest ending ever. An Eagle to win, Eagle the, tournament. To win the tournament. Yeah. Not the tournament, the U.S. Open. Your first major at the U.S. Yeah. Open when you've just come back from the worst professional year of your life as far as off the the course issues. Yeah. It would have validated everything. Yes, I am back. Yes, I'm on this. It's basically what Johnny Manziel is hoping for this year. Yeah. If you yeah. count if you count the, the talent that we saw out of Manziel, c- counting as the talent that we've seen out of Dustin Johnson the, the last five years. I think you're overrating Manziel a little bit. He oh, never, I'm way overrating. No, no, no. I'm way, I was way overrating the second it came out of my mouth. That's why I tried to revert back to, no, 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 the, the college Johnny Menzel, the A&M Menzel, not the Cleveland Browns Menzel. I mean, who was a better college player, Cam Newton or Menzel? Honestly, Cam Newton. It's close, It's though. close. It's not, uh, but I get you. But and I, it's, I'll, not I'll, I'll, right won, it's not just because he won the title. It is Cam But Newton. Newton's just so much of a better NFL body than Menzel that's, was that's, ever going to be. That's so, all it was. What Johnny yeah. Menzel did with his body is more Im- impressive than what Cam Newton did with his. Yeah, for sure. It is. So, he lets Day putt out. Mm-hmm. And Day is sitting there. I was, I'll give props saying, to the announcers for, for saying that. Yeah, yeah. They, they were actually in on that. They, they understood were. what was happening. <sighs> what do you do? I think he did the right thing. I do, too. And the reason I do is because if he didn't have Day putt out, he, would have, he wouldn't have seen the putt. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't make his, he saw what the line was coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was the right move to let Day putt out. But everybody says that he shouldn't have done it. Oh, because it gets in his head? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally... I love the, the idea of, of, of the comeback or seeing the line. You get the line two yeah. ways. You get it both ways? I don't... Yeah. It's too good. Too good of an opportunity to pass it. I think it was totally fine to let Day putt out. 
I thought there was zero chance he was missing that comeback. I really, oh, I turned I really it off. Did, really? Yeah. The second he missed the eagle putt, I turned it off saying, I, I, I don't want to watch him miss. Oh, and really? I, I turned it oh, back on. I thought on. you because you were just going to watch the playoff tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I turned it. I just didn't want. I, I have no, no skin in the game with Dustin Johnson. I wasn't like on the edge of my seat rooting for this guy to win. I was just saying, I don't want to see anybody be that heartbroken for this no, at I that agree. moment. And I, mean, I couldn't watch it. My brother and I were texting all day during the tournament just about how awful he is with the putter. I mean, it, it yeah, some of it was the greens, and I know I'm, I'm saying he would have been 24 under, mm-hmm. whatever. But man, he was really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was really, really bad. And I understand. Do you remember Spieth missing many? He didn't miss more than three, two or three huge putts. The no, week. no. He, I remember him getting everything he needed. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, everybody misses putts, but he got everything he needed. Is he? Boy, did you ever read? Uh, oh, I have a take. <clears throat> I meant oh, to lead the please. show with this. We are living in a year. It's 47 minutes into the show, and I should have said wow. this in the first two minutes. Man. We're living in a year right now. It is June 26th? Yes. We've seen a triple crown winner. Yes. We have a guy halfway to the Grand Slam in golf. Yes. And in tennis. And in tennis. And we just damn near saw two back-to-three, back-to-back-to-back, no hitters. What a year. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if Serena doesn't win the Grand Slam, it's a huge upset because there's no sure. one else that should challenge her in either one of those two surfaces. Oh, I stand so strong. Like every day I go over it in my head and I'm like, damn, I was so right. When we were talking, you, we were talking, uh, you know, you're, you're saying Serena's yeah, been. she's one of the best athletes of our time. Of our time, of all time. Of all time. And I, I will totally go with you on that. But yeah, I, I said it on the show and it's because. Eisen had Chris Everett on this week on okay. his show. And when you say, okay, he's having Chris Everett on, you're like, oh, cool. She's a cool chick. She's a good commentator, great commentator. Always interesting. I'll hear what she has to say. I didn't listen to the interview. Um, <laughs> but he said, 18-time major winner, Chris Everett. Oh, by the way, how many does Martina have? Okay, by the way, how many does Steffi have? So, you have Chris Everett. Who came along? Martina. Who came along? Steffi. Who came along? Hingis. Serena. Obviously, Hingis couldn't finish. Serena comes along. First, you had Venus. Come along, Celis. Come along, some raging. Oh, that's what I meant. Celis, not Hingis. Celis came along. Not not Hingis. I I got the two mixed up. Celis comes along. Obviously, couldn't finish. And then you had a feud here and there. You had Venus come along. As Venus was being touted as the next one, her dad was saying, "Just wait till you see Serena." And Serena wins the U.S. Open. And then Serena wins it. Exactly. And. Since Serena has come along, who has come along? And I understand that she's dominant. I understand that she just destroys people. But there's nobody with, what, more than four since, other than Venus, since Serena has hit the tour? You realize that Phil has five majors to Tiger's 14, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, he's clearly the second best player? That's, and that's I guess an, there's no well, Phil Ernie. in tennis. Ernie. No, you're, you're going to take Phil every it's day. It's two different. No, no, no. That's two different eras. Ernie's era was 95 to 02. Phil's era is 04 to 2010, 2012 with the British. Phil debuted on the tour before Ernie. Yes, I know. Phil but won a I'm tour so, tournament in 91. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but from 95 to 2002, you're taking Phil over Ernie? No, not in that era. I know. Okay. But that's Tiger's era. But I, I get what, no, I totally get what you're saying. I, I absolutely 100% get it. Yeah, but you're saying there's just no fill. There's no fill. The, okay. Not even close. There's no fill. I mean, Venus near was fill. her fill. She, she was. Until, she, until maybe five, six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and that's my only. Take nothing away from Serena. Taking though. nothing I mean, away from the achievement or the accomplishment. If she or wins her the U.S. Open, she will tie Graf for second all time. If she wins Wimbledon in the U.S. Open. Yeah, was it 21? She's at 20 right now. Right, Graf 21 has 22. Is. Court Smith or Smith Court has. Oh, really? I thought Graf 24. had the 21. No, okay. No, Margaret Smith Court. No, no, no. I thought, I thought Graf only had 21. So Serena has to get two to She's tie Graf. She's got to get two to tie Graf. Gotcha. 
Oh, that could happen. Anyway, I don't. I, it would be a huge upset to me if Serena doesn't win the Grand Slam, but I don't think Spieth is winning the British. Okay. What about this guy? What about slow and steady wins the race on every damn golf course in the world? Do you not like? I think that McElroy is going to be able to <laughs> 30 under yeah, at the Open. He, and by the way, after the way he played a day and a half there at the yeah. U.S. Open, Jesus, of course he he's got it within 100 him. putts he that he could have made in the last day. You know, so he's making the charge, and I was in my head. He got to one, one under. And when he got to one under, I said, if he gets to four, if he can post four yeah, before the leaders the make the turn, that's in their heads. If he posts two or three, they're probably open. But if he got to four, he couldn't the get to four. The problem is, it was very much like a basketball team that was down 20. He got gets to three. The tide, yeah. And you just can't get over, can't the, hump. Get over the hump. It's just, you've, you've spent so much. If you so watch much. sports, it's the same story that plays out over and over again. Bogey two of the last four. He wasn't going to shoot in. 61. But 63. 63 would have put him at four. Yes. Yeah. Would have given him eight under for the day or seven under for the day. Would have got him to four. Yeah. I know. I was watching. I, that's when I turned it on when Royer was doing his thing. And I couldn't turn it off at that point. They had me for the day. I guess someone has to mention Oosthuizen because that was about the best nine holes of golf I've seen play on that golf course with those greens. He shoots twenty nine in the back. Well, he was seven over on I know, Thursday. On the first day. Are you kidding me? And yeah. he lit it up on Saturday too. Yeah. No, he. Sh- I think he shot seventy seven, sixty six, sixty six, sixty six. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. No. I didn't know it was him at first when I when when they showed him on Saturday. I was like, oh, who the hell is that guy? He's got the beard now. I couldn't see it. Yeah. Far away, setting up over a shot, I could see Louis Oosthuizen, but walking off a green, I had no idea who it was. And God forbid know. the announcers tell me. I don't think they can put the, the tournament back there, though. I think it was so negative. You're saying it's a one It and would done. be very difficult for it to go back there. They don't want redemption in 10 years, 8 years? They'd have to change all the grass on the greens. They'd yep. have to make it, like, bent. Like, it'd be, it'd yep. be, and the golfers wouldn't play the same. It'd be weird. Oh, Poe Anna. Huh? What? Well, the greens were fescue and poana, which, by the way, are the two bumpiest surfaces, and they tried to have both of them on the greens. Fantastic have U.S. Idea. Open greeds. Anyway, so you're watching this USA soccer stuff, right? Well, I am, but hang on, we didn't talk. So, where nope. does Johnson go for here? Go from here? Uh, you're uh, right. I mean, like, talk about. The, <laughs> I think I tweeted it because I picked the wrong year to do. quit cocaine. Like that was, <laughs> talk about the wrong time. I mean, that's you the need one thing you need. Me up. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to walk it up. Yeah, the your baby's gonna do it for you. The best Please. line of Ted too is Sam Jones. Like, yeah, I was just doing coke with the guy in the bathroom, and I bet you can't pick him out if you look. And they like pan around the room, and there's one guy going completely crazy. <laughs> it was so funny. Who said it, Sam's The Celtic Sam Jones. No, Sam Jones, the, the Flash. Flash oh, the, the original Flash Gordon. Flash right, Gordon. right, right. Okay. Oh, so he's, so he's back. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Of course, had yeah. to be. Uh, yes, I'm watching the women's soccer. That's a spoiler soccer. right there. Yeah, you know, it's in the first five minutes. Of the movie All right. Uh, I'm watching the U.S. soccer, yes. And did you watch the Germany-France game at all? Oh, today? Yes. No, I missed the penalties. I, I missed the penalties, but I watched the game. Okay. I had to go back to work. One-on-one, yeah? Yeah, and both goals were... the, the Germany scored late on a penalty kick. That It was a penalty. I'm sorry. It hit her arm. Okay. Her arm was out. It wasn't by her okay, side or anything. Yeah. Uh, she didn't slap the ball. It just hit her arm. But you can't have your arm just straight out on a 90-degree angle in the box. J- if France scored on a deflection from just outside the box or just inside. One of the two. It was, it was 18 yards away. It was the deflection. The ball was going straight to the goalie. Okay. It got deflected, bananaed uh, around, bummer. went into the corner Get of the net. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, and on that, really, here's my soccer take. 
It's women's soccer goalies. You don't need to come out to cut off an angle. Here's why. Women don't kick the ball that hard, but you're not that tall. So if you come out to cut an angle down, you're giving them the entire top of the net. This ball wasn't in the top of the net, but if she had not come out to cut the angle down, which does nothing for female goalies, she would have been able to get to the ball and still make the stop had she been closer to the line. It's funny. and I don't mind women's soccer at all. I, I The only thing that's different is just there's no aerial game. Right. Like, right. you get a corner women's soccer, it's not nearly oh, as important no, as no, it no. is in men's soccer. The biggest difference in women's soccer is the crisp passing. There's no such thing as crisp. Oh, I disagree. No, 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 no. a lot of crisp passing. No, no, no. no. The, the here's, what, here's the definition of crisp passing. Getting the ball to your uh, teammate quicker than a normal pass goes. That doesn't happen in women's soccer. All the passing is very deliberate. I'm not saying they don't make great passes. I'm not saying they don't see things that other people aren't seeing. I'm not saying they don't make the right pass more often than not. I'm saying their ability to make crisp passes, to then receive the ball, turn on a dime, and make another crisp pass is vacated in it's the women's It's funny that game. you say that having watched France and Germany, who are like two of the best five teams. But that's just it. France is either the fastest team I've ever seen or Germany's the slowest team I've ever seen. Okay. They beat them to every single ball. I'm, I would have been scared to face France. I'm not scared to face Germany. I had a take before the World Cup. I didn't even want to mention in the podcast, but it's too juicy to not mention right Please? now. Please? You know how I root against the U.S. and everything? Yes, I do. <laughs> not in everything. Just in 99.9% I root against The Ryder Cup started it because the Euros are just so much more likable than the, the coddled Americans. Yeah, I know you are. And... I don't root against the U.S. and the Olympics unless it's a sport that no one plays and puts any money into except us. Yes. And then it's just way more interesting if someone else wins. The only guy that roots against Michael Phelps, ladies and gentlemen. No, but it's why I root, against, saying you, I root against Norway in the cross-country scheme. Exactly. Because they're the only country that cares. Right. They so, in Finland. So you're the, saying at least we have Australia in swimming as a... As a uh, yeah, and Australians are really good swimming. Really nation. good swimming. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. I, I'm with you now. But I said to Leah before the World Cup, I was like, if I told you I was rooting against the U.S. women, we'd be getting divorced, right? Yeah, I think she'd have that to say That is about yes. the worst Worst thing you could say to a group of women that I'm rooting against the, the US, US women's women. soccer team because it's the only thing they have. I, is, you, that's oh, it. Man. <laughs> that's no, if you're funny. a woman's sports fanatic that likes women's sports, oh, I, and that they, is your team. And they haven't won a World Cup in 12, 15, right. 15 years for crying and, out loud. By the way, that's why I am rooting for them because it's not like they've just won every World Cup for the last 15 years. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not women's softball. I think they're also the a pretty likable team. But anyway, if you said I, if I was like pulling my usual, I'm rooting against the U.S. thing, it would be like anarchy in my house. You'd be at my house watching. The I game. would be. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I mean, we it, obviously nothing ever happened because of it. They, the U.S. won today. They moved yeah, yeah. on. They advanced. On. But those they yellow, Germany. Those yellow cards are suspect. Oh man, the, in the last game, yeah, not today, but in the no, last game, no, there's a couple of really bad ones. It was uh, without a doubt. Two of the worst calls I've ever seen. And so I, I coaches would have been sent to their cars had this happened in the soccer. one on Megan Rapinoe where they talk, caused her to miss this game was like really stupid. It, 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 you can't be backing away from a player after contact and get a yellow card. By the way, they also got two penalties given to them. They did in the same game. So I don't know if it's just it must just be bad refereeing in general. They were both oh, it, penalties. It, it was bad refereeing in general. The goalie that got red carded for who are they playing? Columbia. Yes. Yeah. That is a play you can't make. You can't do. You can't you make can't. that play. <sighs> Red I cards mean, always no, tough. Here's the problem: like, sending somebody off is always this tough. This is what I hated about that. What was the last time in like a Champions League quarterfinal that you saw that? No, it's never happened. God, no. Like you know, know just, your place. 
She I, obviously I've seen red cards in, in there, but not like for something that's stupid. Not like that, no. No, no. Anyway, I'll take it. So, all right, convince me. Oh. Do I need to watch... Favorite segment. Let's start with ball. Yeah, I love this is one of my favorite segments. <laughs> convince <laughs> me to watch ballers. Do I need to watch it? Oh, all right. Two reasons. I haven't seen it. Uh, well, three reasons. It's one you know. It's the Rock. I like the you'll Rock. Give the, you'll give the Rock a shot. I'm happy with the Rock. Always going to give him a shot. Two things I did not know about before I watched the show, and they did a little preview before the show. These guys are not in the first episode. One might be briefly, but no, not to make any impact. Mm. Rob Corddry, underrated comedian, loved the guy, funny and everything. He's sure. very funny and everything. I even watched Hot Tub Time Machine 2 last week because oh, I saw him in the preview with Ballers. I said, I gotta go watch Hot Tub. I you loved laugh. it. Loved it. I like the first one. The second one is as funny. No okay. Cusack, obviously. Yeah, but I mean... But it's no surprise. Either. The jokes are there. Does someone replace Cusack? Is there like a fourth it's, guy? Uh, it's the dude that looks like uh, Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise had a kid. He's the he's a comedian. He's in uh, Step Brothers. He's Adam uh, Scott. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, he's in everything. Basically. He is in everything. Uh, but yeah, so he's the new guy. Does he, what does he play? Does he play someone's brother? He's a Cusack descendant. Oh God! <laughs> so they go to the future, obviously, and they meet him. I just want to be back. in a writers' room and be like, "All right, guys, we didn't get Cusack. Who do we? How, got? how can we get him into? We've the got movie? his brother, right? There okay, we'll go. just rewrite one line, one line different, same guy. Okay, <laughs> it is. But he he's not. It it really is the three leftover guys that are the main characters. Yeah. All of them. It's Clark Gregg and uh, Clark Duke. Is that the white kid's name? Clark Duke is the white kid, Rob Corddry, and Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. And Craig Robinson's, Robinson's funny, funny in everything. Always funny. Yes. And so you know what you're getting. The lines are delivered well. They're written well. It's funny. Watch it. Don't pay money for it, but watch it when yeah, you get yeah, a chance. Well, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the second reason I wanted to watch Ballers after seeing a preview, because the previews weren't turning me on until they showed Corddry and Richard Schiff. Toby from West Wing. Love Richard Schiff. Toby from who you've golfed? Did you get I to have. you've golfed with this man? Played Mountain Gate with Richard Schiff at his membership. By the way, did I tell you this last week? I'm playing Bel Air tomorrow you, or on oh, Monday. It's, it's this week. Monday. The yeah. big the big Bel Air. Yeah, I had you know at Bel Air they don't allow OJ cell on the course anymore. On, no, they don't allow. I think he was a Bel Air member, but <laughs> I, I probably won't mention that to anybody when I go there. Uh, they don't allow cell phones on the property. Love you have to it. leave them in your car. So I had to leave an email on, on my work email all week saying, if you're trying to contact me between 10 and 6 on Monday, I will not be getting back to you. And I've got four emails saying, are you having surgery or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the scope. I should have predicted that. Like, you know, yeah, that's exactly what it is. No, <laughs> it's day, sir. It's just some day stuff I'm getting taken care yeah. of. Getting a little cleaned out. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably what people think is happening is the, uh, the proctologist. I got four years to go. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 no. You've said you've had to do it. Uh, no, no, the kid. Oh, I the, think kid the kid said had he to had it. to do it. I said I'd never do it. I don't care if I'm dying. No, you're going to have to do it. Dude, by the time it comes time for me to do it, they better have some seriously you're good like drugs. You're two years away. I know, I know, and they will have good drugs by then. They have good drugs now. All right, good, so I don't, I'm not, I don't have to worry is what you're telling <laughs> no. me? Well, I mean, no, yeah. You mean going to the dentist is worse than, than what's going to happen in two years? No, I would think this is worse. <laughs> Nothing worse than going you don't think the proctologist is worse than the dentist? I've got, I mean... You're right. I, I think I've got news for you. Oh, man. <laughs> I might have to meet, like, some... Uh, We're going to have to do a recap show. Some experimental that chick the That would be the funniest the podcast of all time. So yes. this is what happened. Oh, please. I drink all the stuff the night before. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Smoke a little pot. <laughs> oh. Went out, got a hooker. I said, do your best back there. Oh, let, me, let me know what man. I'm in for at least. Oh. Please. 
supposedly it's fun. Some guys tell me. I'm going to watch the fingernails on the hooker. I have not tried. <laughs> 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 then they tear something, and uh, they go in with the camera. Winds up in your, you know, place it's not supposed to be. Really fast. All right, so what was your second point on ballers? It was Richard Schiff. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that and... Um, the irregular? He wasn't in the first episode, so but I don't know why you put him in the previews without yeah, putting him on the show. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was I was actually not disappointed with the show at all. Uh, so I will watch the next episode. You said briefly, we talked about briefly before the show, you said entourage It is. Uh, it, it's obviously the same guys. Uh, Peter Berg directed the first episode. Okay. Um, By the way, you know that's how you make all the money in Hollywood. You direct the pilot. You're oh, a producer on it forever. And for, you make money. Uh, that's how it's done. Yeah. Well, he's also the coach of the Dolphins on uh, the show. Well, that's not. And Shula's either. in the first episode, and he gets to uh, swear, and so it's very Shula it's, swears. Yeah, it's very. He's there to swear, basically. Oh, I'm in. That's yeah, good. I'll take I know. It. Yeah, that's what everybody's going to take away from the show. Okay. Oh my God, Don Shula swore. Oh, he's my favorite guy. I just got to watch him swear on TV right. in a TV show. I will, better than kids I and old will people watch swearing. this show forever because they let Don Shula swear what in the first he episode. He says something about shit. Go oh, fuck it. yourself. He doesn't even say fuck? Okay. Maybe this fucking day. I don't know. He's on a boat, plopped in a seat. They're not asking him to do anything. Just okay. swear. Swear, Don. Just swear. People will love it. Just swear. All right. You know Peter Berg is sitting there saying, just swear, Don. Swear. Yeah, okay. God, swear for me. Um. So what else is on that stupid network? Well, True Detective, I haven't watched. I will. I'm going to watch both of them, I think. Yes. Don't watch it until the next episode. I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. I only know what happened in the first episode. Okay. Recap the, not the characters, don't tell me what they're doing, but how are they? So how is Tim Riggins? He is, he is Tim Riggins. Yeah? Six years outside of Friday Night Lights. Dude. I'm in. He's going to play it like he's all disgruntled and stuff. Is he a CHP officer? He is a chip. Okay. Uh, paunchless though, I do not recall him having a partner, so he would just be the John of the duo. I don't duo. think CHPs always have partners. They better after that show. I'm well, sorry, yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't have chips running it's in my childhood. My whole life, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then not let freaking Riggins have a partner, have a have a paunch with him. Um, so yes, he is. He's very good. He doesn't really do anything. Then nobody does anything. Then brood the entire episode. Colin Farrell. He broods. He broods well. He has a kid. I've turned around on him. Watch the show. Like I'll be turned back around in a bad way. You'll be like, I get he's he's acting very well, and there's no context for it right now. There's zero context for his character or his actions or his demeanor or how he handles his kid or how he interacts with the people around him. There's zero context whatsoever for it. What do you like him in? Everything. Okay. I've seen him Rouge. I like him. In, I like him in everything. Well, he's really. I was just gonna say the only thing he's actually not good. He's actually not good in a bad movie. Meaning the movie's effing terrible, and he doesn't do anything okay. to be better than yeah. it. He's actually not good in that movie. Yeah. I'll give him that. He doesn't have Gordon Levitt in him. He does not have Gordon okay. Levitt to so rise Gordon Levitt above. doesn't even make bad movies. I don't even know why I said him. That is true. You know, I almost wound up watching uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer because I've never seen it. It's excellent oh don't do this oh, to yeah, me you gotta watch it. it's great i like zoe a lot too it's, oh you'll you'll like both of them in that movie son of a motherless uh rachel mcadams who she... i am an enormous fan of oh really i think it's cast in really stupid parts and stupid movies i think she can act she can't oh we know she can act we've yeah. seen her do that i think you're gonna see her act more here okay and wow do they have her look right yeah she has a look how old do you think she is i almost know this 
All right, I'm gonna. Look I've this never up seen here. the movie, but she plays a high schooler in Mean, mean Girls, Girls, and she's like 24, she's 25 yeah. at the time. So give that 10 years. I'd put her right in her mid 30s, 34, 35. I think she's older than that. She's knocking like, on 40. Almost 40. I'm looking it up. Right wow, now. she on. is held together really effing well. I, uh, I'm, I'm giving I'm a big you that. Fan of hers. Hang on. I, so, many, my guess was like 38. She, they, oh, she's only 36. Okay. Okay. So we were right there. Yep. Eh, to split the difference. Um, and they got her with they got her with short hair. It's a little frizzy. It's dual colored. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I could sit here and do a podcast just on her after the next episode. Okay. Oh my. And we all know she is one of the most underrated actresses in Hollywood. Yeah, she's very good. That's not her which I always thought it was in... The, I watched the first two Hunger Games thinking that was her as Effie, not Elizabeth, no, Banks. It's Elizabeth Banks. I know. I Who did. I also like, by the way. I do too. But when I watched the first one, I thought it was Rachel McAdams. Oh. I said, oh, she's doing something different. This is awesome. I love her in this movie. I watched the second one and I said, that's, that's not Rachel McAdams. That's, no. that's yeah. Elizabeth Banks. I'm not into the movies of, of like a, a, you know, a, a fan or anything. I was just right. watching so Jennifer Lawrence. I'm supposed to wait another couple episodes. Just I'll wait. watch like three in a row. You can watch it on Sunday. Okay. Oh, I would like you to watch it on Sunday right, so we could talk Sunday. about right. it next week See and see we, if we can figure out where it's going, okay. see if we like it, see if they've actually told us to pay attention to anything in the show. We have, no, I have no idea what is happening in the show, and the number one reason why I have no idea what is happening in the show, number two is it's got Riggins. I need an episode just to, to absorb Riggins in a new TV show and be excited about that. Number three, Rachel McAdams, the way she looks is, okay. oh man. And the number one reason I have no idea what happened in this episode... Who had the most dialogue over Riggins and Rachel McAdams and the other guy? It was the other guy. Guess how many lines of funniness he delivers in the show. Well, it's not a funny Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Why do you have Vince Vaughn then? Well, I agree. Vince Vaughn does dramatic in com in comedies very well. Why? Because you've just watched him do comedy for 30 minutes and now he does a dramatic role, a, a dramatic insert for two minutes and he pulls it off because you're already endeared to the guy because that's his whole point of being an actor. You're endeared, endeared to this guy, like this guy. Watch him say his dialogue. Vince Vaughn is a corner piece in a puzzle. Yeah. Like... Not he, this one. Well, no, what I'm saying... <laughs> I, maybe I'm saying it the wrong way, but... You don't want him in things in the middle where he yes. needs to fit in. You he can, needs to be the guy in something very specific. Easily pick him out. You know that's what he's there to do. Yeah. You're there to get him first and because that's an it. important piece, and you want to throw that out there yeah. right there because it's going to stay right there and do that thing for you. In the middle, you got pieces that could go in 16 different spots. I do not want Vince Vaughn to blend in with a bunch of people. He's I'm, I'm not a middle no, piece. No, it's not that guy. And he's... Doing a dramatic turn, and it's going to be the undoing. I'm, of the show. I'm okay with random actors doing dramatic turns. I am but too. Not him. Not that guy. It's yeah, quite possibly right. the worst casting. So I've we're, ever seen. we're like an hour and ten minutes. So last thing, because I will watch both of those shows. The show I am not interested. in. I actually in, wrote stuff down. Go ahead. The Brink. I'm not interested in. Okay, but why at all? Is it because you've seen Doctor Strange Life? Yeah, that's why. Oh no, I was gonna go. Is it too much Homeland crossed with Veep? It's like you're getting your fill. Plus, House Isn't of it Cards. Just a comedy? It is a comedy. That's why I said crossed with Veep. It's it's political. It's it. You know, half of it takes place over there. Half of it takes place over here. It's so it's. It, I've seen Bob Roberts. I've seen Tim Robbins do something. Do like the that exact before. same thing. I'm, Bob I'm just not. Bob Roberts is a good movie. Yeah. I, I'm just not interested. I, nothing about it makes me want to go, let's watch this. I'm trying to think if I can give you anything to, to grab onto. I mean, it's Jack Black, 
and I think he gets to play a Jack Black role. Okay. And that's always it. He's always enjoyable in a Jack Black role. He's another guy. He's Don't good put in him Bernie in. when he's not Jack oh, Black. Oh, I didn't see it. So oh, is you that any see good? Bernie. Bernie's good. I do. Yeah. Is that the, his his uh, dramatic Nacho Libre? Is that what I'm getting out of Bernie? I don't, I don't know about that, but I thought he was very good in Bernie. Okay. It's the, it's the one time I've said that. Okay. Oh, by the way, go watch uh, Saving Silverman if you want some good Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, look, I like Jack Black in a lot of things. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I'm not saying that's his only... I, I, I like Jack Black. All right. But yeah, he's, he's got that. Uh, listen, uh, The Brink, I'm not out on yet. I'm not. Okay. I'm curious to where it's going to go. But I think you're going to last three or four episodes and go, uh, it's a little just uh, too on the nose. Yeah. It is. And it's it's a little redundant based on all this political TV that I've been watching the last few years. Yeah. it's there's no, You're right. There's nothing bringing me into it yet. Not into it. I just went through it again in my head. Nope. Nothing nothing bringing me into the show yet. Okay. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, you convince me to watch it after a couple of weeks if you're like, oh my God, this got great. You got to turn it on. I will. And it will only get, like you said, you've seen um, uh, Tim Robbins be this guy in everything before. That's not going to be anything new for you. Uh, so it's going to have to be Jack Black to save the show now that you say that. Anybody else in it? Besides uh, those two? I mean, nobody of... Any of that guys? There's a, they're all that guys. The dad from Unhappily Ever After is in it. Oh, Jeff Pearson. I like him. Always like him and everything. I was like knowing all the... He's that oh, guy named Jeff Pierce is a good actor. Um, and who else? The, there's a chick. By the you, way, that see, show you don't watch produced, Mom, by the way. I don't know why you don't you a watch question. Mom, but you don't. Unhappily Ever After had three actors on it. It was Jeff Pearson, Kevin Connolly, and Nikki Cox. And Nikki Cox. And, and the you mom was a famous me, stand-up before she got yeah. the role, before she got the gig. But of those three, if you told me one of them when that show was on, the two of them were going to like act forever, forever. and one of them you'd never see again, which one would be Nikki Cox would be the one you'd never see again? Kevin Connolly every time. Yeah. Well, no. Why? Because the Bud Syndrome? Yeah. Right. E- exactly the Bud Syndrome. <laughs> like, that is 100%. It. But then again, I mean, it's just a Married with Children ripoff. But it I don't know. It I is. think Jeff Pearson is a little miscast in that. He's, I mean, mis- he's a good, serious actor. Like, he doesn't need to play Al Bundy. No, I like I like him better as Al Bundy than I like him as this dude. He's not a series. It's a comedy, obviously. I've seen him in, you know, he's... he's uh, yeah. He's fine as the sixth I, lead in anything. I still think he's, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think I like him in Unhappily Ever After than any other thing God, I've seen know, whose since. name I just forgot? Who's the warden Mr. in Shawshank? Oh, um, who's Mr. The, Floppy with Bobcat. <laughs> yes, it was. Who's, who's the, the warden's, warden's name in Shawshank? Bob. Bob. The warden. Oh, oh. Um, why are you doing it's this to me? killing me. Because he's like the ultimate character actor. Yeah, he is. He is. It's um, Bob something. I can't remember his last name. Oh, Bob. Is he in it? No. Bob Loblaw? No, it's not Bob Loblaw. <laughs> I'm sorry. Scott Bayo. How is there not a Bob Loblaw spinoff? Spin How did Bayo not work that into something? I mean, he's the, the ultimate spinoff. Yes. Yes. Joni Loves Chachi. Spin-off. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Joni Loves Chachi ran for like four seasons, didn't it? <laughs> At least two, if <laughs> it was on in my lifetime. I know yeah, that. it was definitely on in your lifetime. <laughs> but then Joanny just didn't. Nobody bought the fact that Scott Bayo, that hunky Scott Bayo was uh, was still he- pining over Joni. Sorry, Joni yeah, just didn't. She true. didn't turn out to be that girl. Yeah, unfortunately. I would read a biography of Scott Bayo. I bet he did more drugs and slept with more women oh, from 1982 man. to 1992 than maybe anybody ever. He's like he's got to be the Will Chamberlain of Hollywood from that era. Even more than Willie Ames. Buddy Lembeck? Oh. 
Come on, he was on time. He's Tommy from Eight is Enough. It's not like he's a one-hit wonder. The dude was way famouser than Scott Bayo. Or just as famous when they got the gig. What? He's Tommy from Eight is Enough! Freaking, uh, what's his name? Mr. Bradford died Chachi now. Chachi isn't more famous yeah, than Chachi him? Yeah, Chachi was more famous. I watched, listen, Eight is Enough was on in my lifetime. Happy Days was reruns when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Bradford died there. Um, Dick Van Patten. I did see away. that. Well, I always think of him as uh, the, the reverend in Spaceballs. No, he's the king. The he's king. Vesper's he's the husband. King. So I'm sorry. Vesper, yeah, yeah. my darling, yeah. would I lie to you? Well, he's in four Mel Brooks movies. Well, yeah, he's in Spaceballs, and then he's in Men in Tights. Yeah. Terrible. Actually, he's in High Anxiety, and he's really good in Men High in Anxiety. Men in Tights is way more watchable than you're giving it credit for. I will go back and rewatch it, because Chappelle's Blinken. in it. Is that <laughs> the only reason why? No, it said A. Blinken. A, yeah, A. Blinken. Hey, will you watch my back? Your back just got hit three or four times. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Achu is freaking Chappelle. Blinken is his, uh, the blind guy. Yeah. Sorry. Achu. Gesundheit. Anyway. And he's got Robin Colcord is in it. The only 90s Mel Brooks movie that's watchable is Life Stinks. And that's barely watchable. And that's barely it's, 90s. Life Stinks is good. Uh, uh, isn't it? Yeah, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Leslie Ann Warren. She's really good. Anyway. It's okay. We get our we get a rep. I'd up. rather watch Taking Care of Business personally. Taking Care of Business is a funny movie Super and it's underrated. still funny. And Groden is funny. Groden's good in it. Belushi's great in it. He is. He brings all Belushi his Belushiness. Made two movies. K-9. He made that and well, I'm not in on. K-9. You don't dig Canine? No, I was thinking of Mr. Destiny. Mr. Destiny's great. Michael Caine. Renee Russo in yeah. Mr. Destiny is Oof. about the most attractive woman of all time. Red hot that white gold that Renee Russo. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's Michelle Pfeiffer, but they're interchangeable at that time. They're both just that smoking back then. I didn't know Renee Russo was a model. She started oh, as really? a model. She didn't start acting until she was like 27. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's, that's I know highly that, you know, believable. The reason I know that. Oh, please. Uncover more I nuggets. I did a movie with Belushi recently. Okay. And he was... Wait, it wasn't with 50 Cent, no, too, my was it? Fir- no, it was not with 50 Cent. My first question to Belushi when I met him was, just how attractive was Renee Russo in 1989? Ooh. What do you say? I mean, I, I can't say. All right. I, I wish I could say. Nope. It, hey, you keep your job. That's... No, no, no. I'm not saying like, he said good things. I mean, he didn't say anything like crazy sexual or anything, but he, no, no. he had a funny line about it that I thought was funny. See, I'll tell you you'd expect him to have a funny line. I wish it. I shouldn't have even started you shouldn't. a stupid story if I What's couldn't tell you. What's wrong with you? Sorry. He's tickling everybody with a feather right now. What can I do to save that moment? And uh, the show. The draft <laughs> is the most useless TV show ever. I love the any draft. draft. I love the draft. As far as a TV show, it's useless because Adrian Wojnarowski from Yahoo was spoiling every pick on Twitter, and I have to follow Twitter's. I have to know if the Celtics are going to make a trade. I'm with you, on so that. I can't turn it off. I'm with you, and he's going to be one of the guys that reports the trade, so I can't unfollow him. What do teams? What does the NBA? The only person that gets anything out of telling a pick early is the person who owns the Twitter account. One hundred percent. So what do the teams get out of telling? Is it because I'll give you this information so that later in the future, when you have information I don't want you to have, I can call you and say don't give it to anybody. I suppose. Is that the only reason why these tweets or why these I, picks? You make get a broadcast? very valid point because what's the agenda behind telling somebody who you're picking five minutes before you pick them? What do you get out of it? Nothing. Absolutely anything, out of and it. you ruin a TV sure show earlier in the show. Yeah, totally ruined. You're right. Nobody's going to get this far on the well, show. ESPN <laughs> has um, yeah. they stopped letting their guys tip picks. They did. 
Because they the, did the like three, up until like three years ago, every pick was tipped. Yes. This pick's going to be so and so. Oh, the commissioner it, can no, no, to no. The podium. Not even tipped. They would go to the person who got the phone right. call, who's sitting there in the seat yeah. on the phone, smiling and laughing and high fiving everybody before yeah. the commissioner goes to the podium. That's what started and then at it that first. Point, why are we even showing the commissioner? Exactly. It's, yes, exactly. What TV show do you want to portray? If you figure that out, you portray that show. We can work around that. There's, there's options out there, people. I don't know why the NFL and the NBA don't say we want the ratings because it looks good for the league if we get the ratings. Therefore, teams, you are now held responsible for any information. The teams are the ones that can literally say we won't give anything out because if we give something out, we'll know who gave it out. And if we don't know who gave it out, everybody gets fined. The teams can't control this. The league can't say to the teams, you will be fined if this information gets out. There's no there's no reason why it can't happen. I agree. None. Should have said that in 18 minutes, not an hour and 18 minutes. Yep. All right. Oh, we gotta we gotta end the show here. Just... All right, Puffy? Puffy. Puff Daddy, Diddy, Did Wad, Did him oh, Wadam Chew. Uh, do I Diddy? I briefly read it. It's not the most anticipated videotapes of the year. What okay, give me the quick story. What <sighs> All right. Uh Is UCLA. UCLA strength coach Alosi, who I knew the name couldn't place it, but he's the guy that stuck out his leg when he was coaching for the Jets that tripped the guy on a kick oh, return. Oh, I remember that. Of course, I You said the name that. and it rang a bell. Exactly. It? So I heard the name and it rang a bell. That's where it comes from. So supposedly on the sidelines, like a kick It was return, on the sideline, yeah. yeah. Uh, so supposedly uh he sent Puffy's kid home and because you know, go home, you're doing nothing here, kid. Go home. So Puffy's like, why are you at home and not at football? He's like, yeah, the coach sent me home. So Puffy shows up, wants to talk to the coach, goes into the coach's office. Coach's off, coach is on the phone. Coach is like, uh, Puffy, I'm on the phone. You, I'll talk to you later. Uh, I can't do this right now. I'm on the phone. He's trying to shoo him away, shoo him away. Puffy won't do anything. Won't leave, won't leave. Other coaches are then brought in to escort Puffy out of the room. This is all reported. None of this has been seen yet. Okay. Puffy starts swinging, starts throwing, grabs a kettlebell, which is one of those, like, leaded medicine balls with a handle on it just in case the people don't with a handle on Every, if you've ever had a trainer that's what they're having that's, with. yes exactly <laughs> like that's that's what they are and so he grabs a kettlebell and throws it in the direction of somebody or waves it in the direction of somebody i don't i don't know if anybody was hurt nobody knows why because we're only hearing reports but there's video Apparently. Supposedly, this happened at the weight room. The coach's office is in the weight room, and the entire weight room has video cameras all around it. There will be video released. Supposedly, the police were called to the scene. This is this is real. The police were called to the scene. The police reviewed the video and then put Puffy in a cop car and brought him to jail. How does TMZ not have this already? They have it. They just haven't released it yet. Oh, okay. Because where's TMZ? L.A.? Where's UCLA? L.A.? Where's Diddy live? New York? Partially L.A. because he goes to school here. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a lot of L.A. navigation that you have to go through, even if you're TMZ, before you can release this. I didn't even know a lot of L.A. negotiation. Dude, I'm sorry. If, no, if, it's funny. You're if the Ray Rice right. thing was a Dodger, do you think we would have seen that tape? Yes. Yeah, but we would have seen that not, tape. Well, I guess we didn't see it very we fast didn't see either. It very, no, yeah. we saw the initial video very that's fast, right. but not the interior very fast. video. Very fast. And so they held on to that. Yes. Yes, we saw the initial video very fast. Why yeah. have we not seen any initial video of this at all? I don't know. Because UCLA has to figure out. And obviously, the day it happened, you know UCLA is not going to press charges on Puffy. No. I don't care what the video is going there. That's just it. It just looks bad. It doesn't look It wouldn't look bad for UCLA. It's just that no other famous person would send their kid to play for them. Because they would know they don't have your back. And that's all famous people care about is, do you have my back? I'm famous. I want to get away with stuff while I'm famous. I need to know you have my back. That's all famous people care about. That's what OJ thought. Wow. Wow. That's full circle right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the same thing, right? Puffy and OG. <laughs> Darren Ravel from ESPN tweeted out a picture of the Bronco the other day, and I guess Al Cowling signs them and sells them. No. I was like... I can get an Eddie Bauer Al Cowling's Bronco? No, not the Bronco. It's like a picture oh, of the Bronco. picture of the way Al will sign. With OJ, it, you, all you can see is OJ's head in the back seat. You can't see his head, right? Isn't he like down in the back seat? Well, no. When it's in the parking lot, you can see his head. No, this is like during, on the freeway. During, the one that I saw. During the chase, you could not see OJ. But when it's in the parking lot, you could see him sitting in the... in the. He wouldn't leave the Bronco in his own freaking parking lot. In his own driveway. Not par- his own driveway, he wouldn't leave the car. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Al was negotiating with the cops to let him go in so, and see his that's family. That's what they're all... No, they're, yeah, they were negotiating to not have him kill himself. That was the whole report. Yeah. OJ's in the back seat. He's going to kill happen, himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just drive off the edge. Clip. Out. Yeah. All right. Please. Please. Enough OJ. We Didn't happen. Suit it up. All right. Quick decision means you're absolutely guilty. Therefore, no quick decision. Brady only gets one game. The reason why he gets one oh. game is because the Steelers, I forgot about this, had to read it today in something not out of context of Brady. I just picked up on it. Le'Veon Bell was in the car with LeGarrette Blunt last season smoking a marijuana when the cops rolled up and said, hey, you guys smoking marijuana? And they're like, yeah. Okay, so Le'Veon Bell's not playing in the first game of the season. At least, if not two games. I can't recall how many. Right. So he's not playing against the Patriots. Patriots are going to sit Tom Brady for one game. That's what's coming. I don't think the suspension is reduced at all by the league. Because mm, that's first, tough okay, well, let's take Wait, first we're an hour and 23 minutes into the show, but I guess we have to do this. Have so, to. All right. If it's zero games, then mm. all of a sudden this is the, the material that Kraft admit, not admitted to, but accepted the penalties, the draft picks, the fines, all that comes into question. So it's not going to be zero. So let's take zero out of the equation for a second. That's a good call, though that was a team thing. This is a Brady thing, and I do believe the right, Brady... but if, the, if I, they reduce Brady's suspension... To nothing, they're admitting that the Wells report is completely bogus. Which, by the way, I didn't think no, it was. No, this is their go-around. This is their workaround with that. And this is, this. I've been pondering it. This is the only way they get around that. They basically say, we suspended Tom Brady for four games for not complying with our investigation. Upon appeal, he complied with everything that we ever wanted from him that we didn't get during the investigation. He showed to come forward with all the information we wanted and that's all right, we were but coming for. forward with the information and then getting the suspension completely taken away means that he wasn't complicit right and it if d- he wasn't complicit then it probably never happened according to the wells report oh i, I wish that was the case <laughs> but no i mean everything that i've read based on the new york times thing the other day and mm. it, i now actually don't think it happened i really did think yeah they probably did it until right. very recently now i don't think so well, they been did turned it. around. Did Brady do it? And did it happen? No, I don't in think the team game? did it either. The guy named Inflator Deflator didn't deflate any footballs throughout I, the course of any season. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But, but here's why it gets reduced. What appeal doesn't get reduced? What suspension and appeal doesn't get ever get reduced? Ever. The problem with this and suspending him at all is that he can sue the league no matter what happens. And he won't. So if they don't take it down to zero, he can sue the league. He can. And if they're doing that based on the... They're doing it on the withholding of information, they have a league to stand on. If you're his agent and he suspended it all, you're suing the league no matter what Mm. happens. Because you have to. This is this guy's livelihood. It's not just that he's missing two game checks or one game to no, whatever. No, kids have to go to school and then no, grow up with No, it's that this. this is going to hang over him. I know, that's what I'm saying. For the rest of his life and the Hall of Fame, everything. Yeah. He's and if going you can, to the if, Hall of Fame and all that other crap. But yes, what I'm saying, like... And it, they know they can win in court. They know they can win in court because they have no tangible proof. None. 
Yeah. So. What are you saying? Three? Three and a half? No, I, don't, going th- with I four, don't think huh? it's reduced. Because there's no, there's no out for the league no if they reduce it. If they reduce it. Wow. Do you think it's two? <laughs> I don't think Brady's not playing for the first month of the NFL season. No, that's not going to happen. Do you think it's two? It's two. I'm saying one. I'm saying one, and then nobody would allow that to happen, so they'll go two. I just don't know with how much debunking has gone on with the Wells report right. that you can let this stand. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, how does this guy still have a job? No, let's, okay, but let's say that there was a conspiracy, and he wanted all the balls deflated, right? Right. Presumably, he did not want them deflated below the league level. Right. He said low end. Right. So if that's the case, then there's no way that they have any proof over anything. I'm, yes. like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm getting there because I, I thought about this the other day. There, you cannot prove that he was trying to deflate balls below the below league the, level they, but, under any circumstance. Yes. But I also don't think you can prove he was doing it anyway. You can't. It's only hearsay, speculation, innuendo. I'm with you. Anyway, the Will Ferrell Kristen Wiig movie. I didn't see it. Ah, really? I didn't see it. I had to watch it. And it's entertaining as all hell. Well, okay, so it starts out. It's a work, though, right? It's it's serious. This is what I don't get. It is, and that's where when it gets really, really serious is when it gets really, really bad. Unless they're doing one thing on purpose. Are they parodying the acting in these kind of movies? Yes, that's exactly what the point was. So my buddy's mixed it. So that, why exactly not parody? Because the first scene is absolutely parodying these movies. The first scene is absolutely a hundred percent. Why isn't every scene a parody of these movies then? Why aren't lines? Because it's written? just performance art. It's just like we're doing this because it's so stupid that we're doing this. That's right. The only point. And of what's making it. what's the whole point of performance art? To make people stand around and say what the hell is going on. That's performance art to yeah. get people to ask questions. What the hell is going on? So sure. that people are interested and will walk walk towards what you're doing. Street performance, all that stuff. That's the whole point of performance art to say to get people to ask questions. That's not what this should have been. This should have been a specific, tailored thing. This is what we're presenting you. Not just here you go, take what you want out of it. Because there's nothing to there's nothing to latch on to to look forward to in this. Did you look at the writing credit? I did, you know, I did, the second it ended, I said, who the hell wrote this? And I didn't, no, I didn't look at it. That's what I need to look up because I haven't. And if, if it's a guy that's written a hundred other Lifetime movies, it makes a ton of sense. Ton of sense. If it's Adam, who's McKay McKay. that wrote it or whatever, I I like it less. I would love it. I would like it a lot less if it was one of those Wouldn't it be better if they picked out like a, from a batch of bad scripts, this is the, like they go to the producers. What's the worst script we could make? It's not the worst script. That's just it. The story and the unfolding of everything is not a parody of. Not the worst script, but like the most stereotypical um, lifetime script. And it's not, it's stereotypical because they all are, but it's no way going above and beyond to make a parody of it, to make sure that the audience, the audience is never in on what's going on going on with this presentation. That's my biggest flaw with it. As far as the movie, I liked it a lot. Okay. Super entertaining. I'm glad to hear that. I like Lifetime movies, though. Sorry, <laughs> there's nothing better when you're sick home from work. I was a wig. She? Okay, perfect, perfect I, question. You don't like her, but I think she can act. When did I say I don't like Kristen Wiig? Oh, I thought you said you didn't like her. Have I probably have never said on the show. The Joe Schmo Show. 
the first season of it is one of the greatest seasons of reality TV in the history of reality television. I don't watch much reality TV, but I watched that because I got hooked. It was beautiful. The kid never knew. He, he was legitimately didn't know he was being pranked on the show. That's the whole purpose of the show. If you don't know, they have the guy on. He thinks he needs, he's in a reality show. Everybody else in that reality show, everybody else in the house with him is acting. Who's one of the actors? Kristen Wiig is one of the girls on the show before oh, really? she did Saturday Night Live. So when she got on Saturday Night Live, I'm like, why do I know this chick from? One of the guys that works like she was on Joe Schmo. I'm like, no, she's a Dr. Pat was her name. She was a doctor. Dr. Pat was her name on the show. And a couple of the actors have come off the show as well. She's not the only one. Oh, uh, Ralph Garman was the host. Oh, really? Yeah, he's great in everything. Um, so I'm watching this stupid Lifetime movie and I said, it's Dr. Pat. She she can act. She can actually carry a scene yeah, without being Kristen Wiig. She can. And I was very impressed with it. Now, when it comes time to do anything remotely dramatic, she turns into Will Ferrell. They get the twitch in the eye because that's what comedians do. They can't pull off drama because they're not real dramatic actors. They're comedians. And there's something in the back of their brain saying, you're really not going to try and do this. Unfortunately, Vince Vaughn doesn't have that in the back yeah, of his brain. Right. But she does. And she knows when she's not doing it right. And it comes off, unfortunately. And that's where you don't know if that's a parody or if that's right. really trying. Meaning, is it Will Ferrell really trying to act? You can't tell. You just know when it's bad. That's the unfortunate. But she's great in it. Okay. We got to get out of here. I'm fading. It's been a long week. Stop asking me questions. Shut up right. the fucking Brady thing. <laughs> I did. I did. It's all my fault. It's all, it's all my fault. All right. Send us your emails. Thank you. One, two, three, or four games for Taunt. That's boring. Is there any way Carmelo Anthony is going to finish this contract with the Knicks? No. Fupodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. All right. Oh, shoot. You know what? I don't care. Send us your emails. Watch this episode of True Detective and tell me if I need to watch it. Fupodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. All right. I want people to give me something. You give me something. Every week, god damn it. Where's the show out thing on here? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm I think it. that's it. Hit it. All right. We are coming back. Bigger, better, stronger next week. I am Mike Flynn. Mike, you're in. Look for another episode of the FU Sports Talk podcast next week on iTunes. Have a, have a good week. I know. Don't you forget that part? I know. I just got so much stuff I didn't get to. Next week. Coming back next week.